0: Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. This week, we are celebrating international media, and by that, we mean anything that isn't from the United States of America. So, for instance, even though the Golden Globes classified Minari as a foreign film, as everyone knows, that's not a foreign film. Yes, it's not in English, but that does not mean it is a foreign film. it's just very much about America. So I'm just throwing that out there so that everybody knows we will not be listing that (laughs) because that's not an international film. So this will be books, this will be television shows, and this will be movies. My whole list is movies, which is big shocker, I'm sure. And a lot of my stuff is dark, twisted stuff. Some isn't, but... (laughs) A lot of it is, which, of course, another shocker, I'm sure. So how we're going to do this is we're just going to go around. Everybody's going to name two things until we get reached 10. So this is kind of like our top 10. They're not necessarily in any order, but these are just 10 things that we love or appreciate that are that are considered international. Um, And if people know where these items can be found, we'll try and say that. Okay, but before we do that, just a couple of quick housekeeping notes. Of course, we are taking listener support, and the way you can support the show is by subscribing to the show for 2 dollars a month. And once again, that'll get you bonus content, like we're going to have a Freaks and Geeks episode coming out very soon, and you can only listen to that if you're a subscriber. So if you're a fan of Freaks and Geeks, and you want to listen to us geek out about it, no pun intended, then definitely subscribe. Um, You will also, after six months, be eligible to either be on a show or decide a topic that we cover within reason. And once again, of course, a portion of what you donate to us goes to a Black Lives Matter organization and a Stop Asian Hate organization. So if you want to help the show and help a couple of good, worthy organizations as well, please click the link in the show notes or head on over to our anchor page and click subscribe there. Okay, so I'm going to have my panelists introduce themselves and tell me something they're into
1: right now. Erin. Hi. So I've been watching the last couple days, and this is totally on accident, not for this episode, but it is an international show, but I've been watching this show on HBO Max called Scent and it's from singapore and it's it's just cute and fun and it's like not gonna win any awards for sure but <laughs> um <laughs> the internet is not very nice too but i think it's adorable and it's fun and it's easy to watch and um it's basically um the exact opposite of to all the boys things like he writes really mean emails to get them off his chest and then his his fiance <laughs> accidentally sends them to everybody. <laughs>
0: Oh, so what? scent. that. Yeah, oh, scent. so not smelling. I was thinking right. Smell.
1: Yes, yes. So his <laughs> yes. All the nasty emails he wrote um, accidentally get sent, and then you know chaos ensues, and it's hilarious. I don't know. I think it's cute. It's kind of cheesy.
0: That's awesome. though. Because <laughs> I was when you first said it, I was picturing <laughs> because it's me. I'm picturing like smelling, and then I'm picturing something dark and twisted. Oh my God. <laughs> Like, oh it's cheesy and it's just I'm like oh okay
1: that would be that would be good too though
0: well it actually it's one of the things I have on here is very much goes with like uh, you'll find out when I <laughs> but that's where my mind was and then Sasha
2: I am down the Marvel rabbit hole again and I'm doing uh, Loki on Disney Plus because. Um, it's fun. So it's my light fluffy that I'm doing for right now. So if you don't have Disney Plus, you need Disney Plus.
0: She's looking at me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> It'll happen it someday, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Gotta do it.
2: Yeah, it's fun.
0: And I, and I am going to keep a record of how many times this is recommended on the show. Because <laughs> I think this is definitely like... I would say probably the sixth or seventh time this has been. recommended. <laughs> I'm telling you,
2: for me, the Marvel ones that they're doing are so great. Like just from mm-hmm. a mental health point of view, they're phenomenal. Yeah. Because they touch really on good. these great topics. So
1: it's fun. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, I know. <laughs> and I love the comparisons that people have been making between Loki and Doctor Who. I think it's adorable.
0: Which I still have on. I know.
1: It's international. I'm just saying. (laughs) It fits.
0: Uh, And what I'm into is (laughs) instead of watching stuff that I really should be watching for the podcast or stuff that I've promised people I would watch. I have instead decided that I would revisit the show Medium from 2005 with Patricia Arquette. This was one of my absolute favorite shows and I saw it was on Hulu, and this was just yesterday, so I just started re-watching it. And I was like, okay, in my little free little hour of two hours of time that I allow myself of just watching whatever I want to watch, I decided I would re-watch this show, and I still love it, and I'm back to just wanting to watch it <laughs> constantly. So that's what I'm into. And yes, I will get to my long list of stuff that I'm supposed to be watching <laughs> really soon, but I'm revisiting a favorite. Okay. So let's get into our international media. So Aaron, I'm going to start with you and your first two on your list.
1: And, you can, and if you know where you can find them, that's great. Okay. I'll go with um, two that are both from New Zealand. Um, one is an old show and one is current. Um, so the first is the Almighty Johnson's have you guys even seen that it's so no. good um it's on Amazon Prime and you can I think it's also on peacock actually and it's in New Zealand which I'm like totally obsessed I want to go there so bad but they this kid on his 21st birthday finds out that his his family is like reincarnated Norse gods and so it's kind of it's quirky and funny and but also kind of like you know family centered. They kind of can't really control their powers very well. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's really cute. It came out in 2011. There's only three seasons of it, but it's really, really good. I've actually watched it two times through now. And my other one uh, is a show that I think I've talked about before called The New Legends of Monkey. And it's, it's really fun. It's on Netflix. I think it's actually a Netflix show now. I think there might be two seasons. I should have checked that. Um, But it's basically based on like a, I think there was a Japanese show in like the 70s or the 80s that was kind of like a cult classic sort of thing. Um, And they remade it uh, in New Zealand. And hopefully, I think another season is coming out soon. I know everything got weird and delayed, but um, it's kind of just like this fun, cheesy little kung fu mystery they got to go on a quest and it's just really cute and fun to watch
0: oh yeah two things i have not heard of see that was my other reason for mm-hmm. doing this is to get new stuff that can add to my list that's like 10 miles long <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you aaron and sasha your first two
2: um so one of my all-time favorite movies is also from new zealand um and it's once we're warriors Uh, 1994, and it's starring, I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm going to apologize in advance, uh, Tamura Morrison, who most people in Star Wars know as the new Fett. Um, He's Boba Fett in The Mandalorian and a bunch of other stuff. However, with Once We're Warriors, I'm going to give you all the warnings for all the things. Like, every (laughs) single warning for every single thing for this. Like, there's domestic violence, there's Mm -hmm. sexual assault, there's you know suicide there's more domestic violence i may want to mention the domestic violence there's alcohol abuse there's domestic violence just gonna throw it out there um (laughs) so all the warnings all of them for this movie but if you have not seen it it's amazing it's from 1994 there is a sequel we don't talk about the sequel um but it's basically uh a guy who's dealing with alcoholism and his family. Um, the wife says that they were descended. Their family were once were warriors. So it's Maori culture gangs really just trying to survive. Um, but it's one of my all time favorite movies. So there's that one. And then uh, hard left would be a Korean horror movie trained to Busan, which I'm sure has been talked about uh, zombies And that's 2016. Oh, Once for Warriors, you can rent on Vudu or Prime. It's like three bucks. um, Train to Busan. Used to be on Netflix. I think you can only rent it on Prime now. Um, But it's an excellent zombie flick. And they are allegedly making a part two. I don't know when that one is coming out. So those are my first two.
0: Awesome. Awesome selections. Yeah. And um, for my first two, I tried to approach this list with a combination of stuff that people have probably heard of. And then a few on here that you might not have or are older that you might have forgotten about. Um, And I do want to say, I do second both of Sasha's. So (laughs) just going to throw that out there too. And for our horror thing, please keep a note of some of these in your head because some of these will probably appear as trivia questions or something about them. So just, if you're going to be competing, keep that in mind. Okay. So my first one is this movie, and I've mentioned it here briefly once before called revenge. It's on shutter. It is a French horror film and it is trigger warnings for sexual assault because it is about a woman who she is sexually assaulted by someone and left for dead and she's not really dead and it's very much in the I spit on your grave and that kind of genre so it's revenge she's getting revenge on her attackers it's a very very gruesome movie I do want to say that up front because very vividly gruesome (laughs) so that is not your thing and if you would rather not watch something like this where it is so visceral I would not recommend this one, but I do want to say on top of it all, this was written and directed by a woman. So I think that makes a big difference with this movie that even though it is incredibly violent, incredibly, incredibly violent. I'm just going to keep saying that because it just is. It's like last house on the left kind of visceral violence. So I just want to make sure you're prepared for that. If you do watch it. But it is important that it was written and directed by a woman because that makes a huge difference in the way things like this are filmed, um, in the way the heroine is treated, in how the men are portrayed. You do not feel sympathy for any of these men. So that's very important as well. So that, once again, is on Shudder. And then my next one is also a horror movie. It's an older horror movie, though. It's supernatural. And it's called The Orphanage. And this one is from Mexico. (laughs) Was that on your list? Please don't tell. Okay.
2: (laughs) No, it was not on my list. I've seen it. So that was my response was like, Oh, my God, it was not on my list.
0: You're good. So I'm going to read just the description. So a woman brings her family back to her childhood home, which used to be an orphanage for handicapped children. Before long, her son starts to communicate with an invisible new friend. So you can guess what that means. And that's all I'm going to tell you about this movie, because it's just one you just should experience. And, you know, the thing that I realized before we go further, when I'm making this list And it's been said before, there are some great American horror makers. Some of my favorite horror films are from the United States. But foreign horror (laughs) is some of the scariest horror you will ever watch. Because a lot of times it's not happy. It's not always happy. There's not always, I'm not necessarily saying that for this one. I'm just saying that that's the way a lot of foreign horror is. It can be a lot more visceral. Um, a lot more real. It can make you feel sick to your stomach. Literally, I've watched some that make me feel sick to my stomach. But there's also a lot of lessons you can learn. There's a reason that we started stealing or appropriating or adapting, I guess, Um, you know, in the 2000s, early 2000s with like the grudge and the ring and all that stuff. There's a reason we started taking horror from other countries. And we've done it in other things, too, like the movie Martyrs, which I did not make my list. Spoiler. It's a French film that um, I had to fast forward parts of. It's the director has a warning before you watch it. So, yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of film that is. But then also that remade, which I didn't see. Um, but I just wanted to say that I just think foreign horror deserves a lot more attention and respect than I think sometimes it gets. So just throwing that out there. Okay. So Aaron, what are your next? Oh, sorry. And uh, the orphanage is available
1: on stars.
0: So Aaron, what are your next?
1: So also Tw- Train to Busan was on my list too. Um, and it's on Shudder. So. Oh, <laughs> <Okay>. Fun fact. <laughs> um, I know everyone is shocked. <laughs> okay. So we'll, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to group them with country. That's what we're going to, do Denmark next. How about that? Um, That's a good way of doing it. I should have done that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm starting to see a theme here. So, okay. I've got a plan now. The Rain is a show on Netflix. Um, I watch a lot of um, shows on Netflix because they have really great um, alternate audio because I just can't do like subtitles most of the time. Um, But The Rain is really great. Um, It's Uh, in Denmark I think a lot of it takes place in Sweden maybe Um, but basically there's some sort of chemical in the rain that is like turning people into sort of zombies sort of not really they just get really angry and murder people Um, and this girl and her brother are in this bunker for like six years because their dad was like wait here I'll be back for you and then they just stayed in there because he never came back and so they kind of come into the world and realize what's happened. And they were kids whenever they went in there and now they're kind of like young adults and it's just really interesting they're trying to find their dad because he's like the key to all of this um so it's really good it's really intense um I think there's like three seasons and I think another one's going to come out soon so that's good I'm actually re-watching it because I'm making my husband watch it with me now so um, and then there's another one from Denmark that actually that he likes that I'm, I'm kind of okay with, but it's more of a drama. Um, it's called Rita, and she's like a high school teacher, kind of just more of a drama thing. Um, ironically, he didn't know that you could change the audio on Netflix, and he watched the whole entire five seasons with subtitles and then rewatched it with me with the audio dubbing. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this is amazing. So that one's really good too. It's a drama and I don't really get into those as much, but it was um, very well done. Um, It's kind of her kids are coming of age and coming, you know, to terms with some things in their lives and stuff like that. So it was really good.
0: Cool. yeah, I think someone else was watching Rain. I never watched that, but yeah, but yeah and see I can't do the dubbing. I it, it just it's it's really hard for me because it cuz I can tell it's dubbed so it's like you know it's hard to watch when I see their mouths are so clearly like
1: <laughs> Right. Well like if it totally doesn't match I'm okay with it. But if it's like <laughs> a quarter of a second behind what their mouth is doing if like in English then I got to like stop and exit the app and come back to try and make it resync. But if it doesn't match at all I'm I'm okay with it.
0: <laughs> well i mean i mean i mean i'm glad that people do like it though and that it's there but yeah because yeah, sometimes i've started to watch something and then i'm like oh this is dubbed i'm not <laughs> oh,
1: i like to be able to see everything that's going on maybe i just don't read fast enough or something because i'm like stop because <laughs> all i'm doing is just looking at the words and then i can't see like the picture and everything that's happening drives yeah. me crazy no i i understand i understand and Sasha the next two on your list.
0: Yeah, I just want
2: to make a comment about the dubbing because my husband is a big fan of like old school kung fu with the really bad dubbing where you know mouth moves yeah. words happen and it's like they're into <laughs> a fight and they're still talking. So you it, you
1: got to watch The Do Legends of Monkey then cuz it's like that they play on that sometimes it's really funny. He would
2: probably love it.
1: It's so he good. Would,
2: Definitely love it. Um, All right. So my next two movies, I'm going to go 2001 French movie Amelie, which I'm sure most people are familiar with. Um, You can rent it on prime. It's also on Paramount plus right now, but I like that one. Um, The only thing that really stuck out for me was um, I wanted to start stealing lawn gnomes and sending them on adventures. (laughs) It just cracked me up. Um, I actually saw that twice in a theater which I never do, ever. That's how much I like that one, which was very weird for me. But um, so that one. And then 2007 from Mexico is uh, La Misma Luna, Under the Same Moon. Um, And you can rent that on Prime. That one is actually, when I was teaching in a high school, I was doing some English intervention for English language learners. And uh, most of my kids were... Mexican. And they were like, miss, we need to watch this movie. Like if we get all of our work done and we're done right before Thanksgiving, can we watch this movie? Like, can we have a movie day? And I was like, all right, fine. Busted their butts. And so I rented the movie and didn't know what I was getting into. Cried my eyes out. Loved it. Um, If you have not seen it, it's basically, there's a little boy who I think is nine. His mom is in the United States working. I think she's doing housekeeping and he crosses the border to find his mom by himself. So it's the story of him trying to get from Mexico to find his mom. And it's just, it's a beautiful story. It's a really good movie, but it will, it'll tug at the heartstrings. So that's under the same moon.
1: That was on my list too. It's so good. And I saw it in the movie theater by myself. I'm just like crying like a baby.
2: It's I had no idea. And my students didn't warn me. And I know why they didn't warn me. Yeah, it's just it's a really good one. And I'm sorry, I keep
1: stealing your movies. (laughs) We have the same brain. It's okay.
2: I'm almost done with movies. And then I'll move on to books and we'll be
1: fine. All right. I I have no books. So you're good. Okay. (laughs)
0: Okay. Um, And for me, the next one on my list is not a horror movie. It's not a dark movie at all. It's a very sweet and touching story. It's based on a real story. It's another French film and it's set in Paris. And it's about this guy who, after he becomes a quadriplegic, excuse me, from a paragliding accident, he hires a young man from the projects to be his caregiver. And it's just a really, it's, it's a really great, movie about friendship. It's really sweet. It, it gives you hope. It's a hopeful movie. Um, it'll pull at your heartstrings. It's very touching. I know there's another movie that was kind of like this that was done in the United States not too long ago. This one's from 2011. Um, and I didn't see that one. I know there was a lot of controversy around that, that one with Brian Cranston, and I can't remember who else. And it's not exactly like this, but it kind of reminded me a lot of this. Um, and I would say, watch this one (laughs) and don't watch that one, even though I haven't seen the other one, I'd still say, watch this one. The performances are amazing. Um, it's just really, you know, it's just about how, what you can learn from other people that for some reason you might've thought you couldn't learn from. Like if you think for some reason, they're not the same as you, or you're not in the same universe or the same world. So I think that's a lot of what this movie is about too. And of course, like I said, finding hope, especially when you feel like you don't have any hope anymore. And that one is on Netflix right now. So you can watch that one on Netflix. And now I'm going to go back to horror (laughs) and to vampires. I have a couple of vampire flicks on here. And the first one I'm going to talk about, and there was an American remake of this, but is Let the Right One In, which is actually a Swedish film um it does it has spanish and swedish subtitles um and it is one of the best vampire movies of the last couple of decades since it was from 2008 and of course if you don't know what this is this is about it's about this boy who's like an outcast he finds this he meets this beautiful peculiar girl and they become really good friends and she happens to be a vampire And it's a very different kind of vampire story. Uh, It's very much about friendship, not fitting in, which is a different way of showing not fitting in by being a vampire, feeling like an outcast, feeling different, feeling bullied, and finding your place and finding someone to be your friend and finding acceptance. I think that's really what the ultimate theme of this movie is. I've heard they're making a television series, I think, or something about this. I'll be curious. I didn't think um, the American version was that bad. I know a lot of people criticized it, but I didn't think it was that bad, but this one is definitely miles above that one. It's one of the best vampire movies ever made. And once again, we have a vampire category (laughs) this year on our horror trivia. So you can bet, you can guarantee there will be something about this. (laughs) Um, and I think for this one it looks like you can only rent it right now but it's just like $2.99 and it's worth it if you haven't seen it and especially if you like vampire flicks uh, I would say if you don't watch this if you're a vampire aficionado it's sad because you should watch this one
2: <laughs> Right, Aaron, I missed the name of the first movie
0: what was the first one The Intouchables okay. Intouchables yeah Okay, so Aaron, what are the next two on your? See, I told you we'd be able to get through this.
1: One. <laughs> like, we're just zipping through, man. <laughs> oh my god, I need a better list because that was on my list too. I just watched that like a week ago. Oh, I'm sorry, um, and we should I have watched... compared
0: lists beforehand. Oh my god, right? But
1: it's um, better to be revealed while you're doing right. it. But. It's no, it was really good. I did just watch it like a week ago with the subtitles because the dubbed version was not free and the subtitled version (laughs) was free but it was really good I thought it was very very good there's um, a show from Mexico called Diablero um, which is essentially supernatural um, only in Mexico Um, it's it's amazing. It's so good. Um, it's more. It's a brother and sister and kind of a couple of their friends. Um, and they are hunting demons. And they drive around primarily in Mexico City. They have a cool black old car. I don't even remember what it is. But they've got an old car even. No, it's It's actually really, really good, though. There's two seasons. And I think in January next year, they're going to come out with season three. But it is it is excellent. Um, if you like Supernatural at all, it, like just go watch it. It's so good. And then um, another show that I just started watching on Netflix is called The Mystic River. And it's a Nigerian show, um, which is really interesting. I think it's brand new to Netflix. I don't actually know how old it is. It might be new. I don't know. Um, but this... Uh, doctor and her husband kind of get a new assignment at this clinic kind of in the middle of nowhere and she's pregnant and all these pregnant women are kind of disappearing and it's kind of like a supernatural mystery show. Um, I've watched I think four episodes and it's it's pretty good. I any any African countries kind of have a special place in my heart. My sister lived there for a while and I went to visit and I just kind of love it but it's it's a really good kind of supernaturally show as well. I've got a theme. Can you tell? <laughs> you do. It's
0: cool. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Erin and Sasha.
2: Yeah. Um, so these will be my last two movies, and you can—they're on Netflix. And I'm gonna cheat because it's—it's it's part one and part two, and it's Bahu Bali. Um. So it's in india it's i think it's a bunch of bollywood actors actually but i don't know that it was necessarily a bollywood film um but it's bahu bali and it is like a epic it's almost like fantasy war action romance it's like everything so the first one is you know the beginning and then the second one is called the conclusion they're two years apart it's 2015 and 2017 But it's basically this guy and it's the romance. Beautiful dancing, beautiful singing. There's part of it is almost like he's doing the Herculean tasks. Then there's this big war. Then the second part comes back and fills in some of the backstory. But it's I mean, it's that Bollywood style where it's got beautiful song and dance and the imagery. And so it's Bahubali and it's I think the first one is called the the beginning, and then the second one is the conclusion. So, uh, Netflix and they're amazing, subtitled song dance, gorgeous,
0: <laughs> awesome. I was positive you were going to say what I was what I'm going to say next. I was almost positive when you said this is on Netflix. These are my last movies. I was like, I'm sure she's going to mention this one. Pan's Labyrinth is my next one. <laughs> Are you Are shaking your head? Um, the
2: reason I didn't is because I knew you were going to bring it up. I also left <laughs> off the uh, let the right one in because I knew you would bring them up. So I was like, I can't do horror. I was running a risk with Train to Busan. <laughs> I was like, I have to leave all the horror off my list. Because that's hilarious. It'll just get mentioned. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, That's so funny. Um, you know me too well, but then you ended up melding minds with errands of the other errands so it's like you were just (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know i mean what pan's labyrinth is it's from guillermo del toro and it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful movie i mean visually stunning it's breathtaking and i have to say my mom does not do horror movies as i've said she watched this movie, <laughs> okay? I'm not saying that it's a tame movie at all because it's not. It's got some terrifying imagery in it, but it's so beautiful. It's so luscious. It's almost it's, – it's like a, it's a fairy tale, basically. It's like watching a fairy tale come to life. Um, and if you don't know, I'm kind of trying to read the, the description here. It's about a bookish young stepdaughter of a sadistic army officer who is very, very sadistic. So really, really heed those words because he is not a good person. Um, but she escapes into an eerie but captivating fantasy world. Um, so, you know, it's also about someone who's in a very abusive situation, not a very healthy situation. A young girl who's trying to find solace from that and finds it in this very incredible world. I mean, I know you've seen images from it. Um, the makeup, the costumes, the everything in here is just it's incredible. Just watch it even just for that. Even if you don't want to watch it for the story, just watch it for that because it's some of the most amazing and breathtaking visuals I've ever seen in a movie. So, And Guillermo del Toro is just, you know, he's a genius. So really, definitely, definitely watch that one. And that one is on Netflix. The next one I might have on my list won the Academy Award for Best Picture a couple years ago, and that's Parasite which if you haven't seen parasite parasite is still on Hulu. So hopefully I'm not taking anyone's with these two movies. Did you have either of these? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um but parasite is very much about class, classism. It's it's a beautiful film. It's also very hard to watch towards the end. It's very disturbing in some ways. And Bong joon Hu, John Hu, who did this, just he just did an incredible. He's an incredible human being. I don't, I don't know if you watched during the Academy Awards and the whole awards season, and it was just so amazing that this film won. Period. But it's just, it's such a beautiful, lovely, wonderful film. Just, it's, it's hilarious. Also, it's really funny in the beginning. And I was hoping, you know, Angela was supposed to be on here and Angela and I saw this movie together and I would have loved because I'm sure she would have had this on her list. So I would have left it off if she was still going to be on here. Um, But I know she loves this movie and I know for her, she said, so I don't want to speak completely for her, but I know she said this movie was touched her in a very personal way. But it's, it's, I mean, it's got some dark humor in it. It's about this family who is this very poor family and they pretty much lie and manipulate their way into taking care of this very rich family. And then there's all these other little things that happen. That's all I'm going to tell you because you shouldn't be spoiled by anything in this movie. I know this movie is a couple years old, but still the ending is something you should not be spoiled about and something that happens slightly before that ending as well. But once again, it's just so much about class, class struggle. And I think it's got some very important themes to it. Um, it's so well written that all the performances are spectacular and amazing. So I just highly, highly recommend that one. Okay, so Erin, what are the next two on your list?
1: I'm going to go It's like just super random here. <laughs> That Something popped into my head while we were sitting here. Um, there's a French movie from 1956 called The Red Balloon, which I watched when I was a kid. And I like absolutely loved it. And I have no idea why my parents had this weird French movie on VHS tape in the 80s. I don't know where it came from. But it was just so sweet. And um, it's, it's on Netflix. No, it's on HBO Max, and I've seen it. And I put it in the queue, and I haven't watched it again yet. But I just have such very fond memories of watching this like little boy follow this red balloon all over Paris. And I don't think there's even that much like talking in it, but it's just so cute, and I love it. And I just thought of it sitting here, so um, throw that in there, my randomness. It's it's not super well. It's a floating balloon. So I guess it is kind of supernatural of taking a kid around Paris.
0: Well, okay. that's a film that when you go to film school, that's like a required watching
1: film. It's so, I don't know why my parents had it, where it came from. It is so something that not did not belong in our house, but whatever. I watched it over and over again. But you loved it. That's all that matters. I did. I loved it. <laughs> They probably still have the VHS tape somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. Um, And then, okay, I'll go with, um, there's a show, um, a British show. uh, It's on Amazon prime called truth seekers. And it is, it's hilarious. And it's also kind of like sweet um, and touching. And it's got, uh, Nick Froston, who I I really love. I think he's hilarious. Um, and it's produced by him and Simon Pegg. So, you know, it's going to be just absolutely ridiculous. But um, he's kind of, uh, he's like a cable guy and he just lost his wife. And so he gets into this whole like supernatural trying to communicate, you know, with ghosts and stuff. And at first he kind of seems like this dopey dude, but he's actually like, kind of good at it. And he kind of gets some sidekicks to go along for the ride it's hilarious but then he's also it's kind of gets kind of sad and touching and he's dealing with you know losing his wife and he lives with his wife's dad who just absolutely hates him and (laughs) it's it's really funny and it's really sweet and I think um it came out just last year so I'm really hoping that there's going to be another season of it yeah I haven't heard of that one so yeah see I'm getting all these ones that I've never Mm -hmm. heard
0: of and Sasha, are your next? So, are you moving on to books now?
2: I'm moving on to books. Yeah, awesome. I'm bringing the books. So, the first one is from 2005. It's an Australian author, uh, Marcus Zusak. And the book is The Book Thief, which is set for those of you that don't know. I, I think they made a movie out of it. I never saw the movie, I just read the mm-hmm. book. Um, it's set in Nazi Germany. But the cool thing about this book is the narrator is Death. Um, so the book is narrated by Death. And it's just, I, it's an amazing, beautiful book. So if you are remotely a reader um, and you by some chance have not read this book, The Book Thief is really, really good. But it is Nazi Germany, so warnings for that. So that's the first one. My second book is, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. So the author is from England. Charlie Maxie, Max, Maxie, I just butchered that one too. Uh, the Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. It's a two year book from two years ago. And it's more images than text. Like you could sit down and read it in like a half an hour. Because it's just got this beautiful artwork in it. Um, but it's really about friendship and advice. So there's this little boy, he's walking, he meets a mole who happens to like cake and was going to, the mole was going to bring him cake, but then he ate a cake, and then he had to get another cake, and, well, he ate that cake, because it was cake, and we like cake. And then there's a fox who doesn't really talk a lot, and a horse, and they all are traveling, and it's just like, you know, you see the images a lot. They were going around a lot during the pandemic for weathering the storm and stuff like that. So it's just, it's a beautiful, it's a really feel-good kind of little book. So
0: kind of cheating on that one, but... That's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Okay. My next one is one that if you are a horror person, I know it's horror again, but if you're a horror person, you have to have at least heard of this movie. If you haven't watched it. And that's, this movie is audition from 1999. And this one is also on shutter. And this is a Japanese horror film. I've only watched it once because Well, a lot of times that's really all you can take from this movie. I know a lot of people can watch this over and over again. Not me, but it's a great movie. I'm not saying it's not a great movie. The reason I haven't watched it again is because it's so disturbing. But this movie starts out like a romantic comedy. No joke. It starts out this single guy. He's decided he's going to audition people to be, you know, his girlfriend, they don't really know that necessarily, but that's what he's doing. It's, you know, it's, it's like a setup that you would actually see in a romantic comedy where, you know, they're lying to you and then, oh, that person's going to fall in love. And he likes this really shy and kind of, you know, meek woman and, you know, who doesn't seem, who seems really sweet and innocent and she's anything but. So he, he takes her home, and then, you know, it turns into a horror movie, like a big-time horror movie. There is a scene in this movie with a trash bag that is one of the most terrifying scenes I have ever seen in a movie. There's a very disturbing flashback scene um, that does involve um, abuse, so warnings for that. But, you know, it's funny because with horror, I... Probably should put more trigger warnings, but I don't as much with horror because horror to me can be triggering for everything, really. Um, but with this one, I will say that because it's a very disturbing little flashback scene. Um, but it's really well done. It's something that, I mean, pretty much you already know this when you're going in. I did too, that it was going to be a horror movie. But the way they kind of flipped the script there and how they take a premise that you would see in a romantic comedy and turn it into a horror movie is really interesting. And it questions who is the good person and who is the bad person. Um, not excusing any of the actions of the woman, but just saying that it does kind of question that as well. So, and I'm just curious, has anyone else seen this on my panel? It's in my list, but I haven't seen it yet.
2: It's in my list as well.
0: Wow. I am surprised that neither one of you have seen this movie. Yeah, you should watch it and then and then let me know what you think of it.
1: I've heard it's really <laughs> intense and I'm kind of like scared to watch it. I'll, I see it and I'm like, am I prepared for this right now? I'm like now, wait till later.
0: Yeah, definitely watch something really light right after like some kind of comedy right after. It's brutal, you know, so it's not I mean, not brutal in like a slasher way or anything like that or like a torture porn way. It's just brutal and hard to watch. Um, yeah, and not in the way of, I don't know, just out of curiosity, even though this isn't on my list, have either of you seen Martyrs, the movie I mentioned earlier? Mm -mm, No. Well, that one's very brutal. So (laughs) 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 there literally, when I rented it, there was a warning and it, you know, probably is more of a way to get you to actually watch the movie, honestly, but the director has a warning beforehand. And he says, basically, I don't know if you made a good choice or a bad choice deciding to watch this movie. I don't know if I should have ever made this movie. <laughs> oh <my laughs> so <my that's-> God. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, in, but a lot of people consider it one of the best horror movies ever made. So I will never watch it again, but for a different reason than audition. But I just was curious if anyone else had seen that. And then next on my list is this movie called The Hunt. Has anyone else here watched this movie? It sounds yeah, familiar. Yeah, Sasha has. Yeah, it, it is so good. It's so good. The performance from Mads Mikkelsen is <gasps> chef's kiss. It is so incredible. And it is about, um, and you can watch this, uh, you can rent it, sorry. Um, but this is a Danish film. And it is about a teacher played by Mads Mikkelsen who is accused of something that he didn't do by a troubled young woman a young girl and excuse me and that's all I'm gonna tell you about this because I think you should just watch it and not just for his performance although that is the main reason to watch this movie because he is so sasha's shaking right he is nodding your head. I mean, she, he is so phenomenally good in this movie. He is just, he just blew me away. And I know there are a lot of Hannibal fans probably that watch this show. Someday we will do that show. I was never able to finish that show, uh, but someday we will cover it because I think he's good in that as well. Um, I guess he was just in a movie called uh, another round, which I haven't seen, but he's supposed to be phenomenal in that. That was just last year. And he's just such a good actor. He's just a really, really good actor. He's one of those that he becomes the role. He inhabits it again with the eyes, with everything, his posture, his walk, his voice is every single inch of him becomes this character. And it's one of the best performances I have seen in the last like decade or two. It's really, really good. I, I, Really, this one is of all the ones I've got on my list, even though it's not number one on my list, I would say this is the one that I would recommend everyone try to watch because he's so good in it. I just and I'm glad to see have you and you haven't seen it, Aaron, but I know, Sasha, you've seen it. So,
2: yeah, he is stellar.
0: Yeah, he's just mind blowing. I mean, really, he's so good. Yeah, so definitely check that one out. It's worth the two ninety nine dollars rental fee. So I would definitely recommend that one. Okay, so we have come down to the last two. This has gone by so super fast. I feel almost like we're like missing something. It's so weird. <laughs> so Aaron, what are your last?
1: <laughs> oh my God, we're going to have to have a like a speed round where we just say <laughs> a bunch of names really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to go with uh, on netflix there's a show called dairy girls um it's from the uk it's based in northern ireland in dairy northern ireland and it's just so funny I, i can't it's it's just so hilarious it's um in the 80s i think the 80s and they're at a all girls Catholic school. And then this boy shows up to come live with his cousins and they send the boy to the Catholic school, which is just hilarious, but I don't know. It's just really sweet. And it kind of showcases some of the social issues of the time as well, but it's, it's hilarious. It's so funny. If, If you need like a pick me up, it's a good thing to watch. And the nostalgia is just so great on it. And then I'll go with um, one of my favorite movies of all time. Not even just international movies, but one of my favorite movies is a movie from 2010 called Troll Hunter. <laughs> Have you guys seen? <laughs> I've this? I've heard of this one. I haven't seen <gasps> it though. I've got to. You've got to watch it. It's so I've, <laughs> I've seen it probably ten times at least at a minimum. It's so good. It's from Norway, and it's it's filmed. It's like a found footage kind of. Blair Witch style thing. Um, And it's about these, I think they're in college students that are trying to film some documentary and they like stumble upon this guy who's hunting trolls. And it's like the government is lying to everybody. Trolls exist and they pay this guy to hunt them down and kill them to like protect everybody. But it's, I don't know, it's just really good. I can't explain why I love it so much. But I watch it probably too much, but it's just really good. And the guy's all grumpy and funny and he has these amazing like sweaters. <laughs> I want to move to Norway so I can get these fantastic wool sweaters. But yeah, it's it's a favorite on our house. We watch it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it. I've gotta watch that one. I I should add that it's, to my it's so good. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, okay. Cool. And Sasha, you're next to books. Yeah.
2: Uh, My next two are actually graphic novels and there's a theme with them that I didn't realize was a theme. So the first one is called Laika um, and it is based on Laika, the Soviet dog that went into space. So, you know, we know how that ends spoiler alert, but that one is uh, it's an amazing story to read. Uh, It's gut wrenching. But it's really amazing. And then the other one is Stargazing Dog, which is a Japanese manga, and that one is the most beautiful story. It's about this dog named Happy who lives with a family. Things go horribly wrong with the family, and Happy and Dad leave, and it's kind of their little adventure um, of what they have. And uh, yeah, it's they're both really, really. Good books. They're two totally different styles of art, which is why I like them. Um, so, if you're into graphic novels at all, Leica and Stargazing Dog. If you're going to pick one, Stargazing Dog first.
0: Okay. And my last two, although I think we're going to do a speed round, or we're just going to go around if there are other ones. But my next one is another vampire movie. So remember, keep that in the back of your head if you're going to be competing. And this is a Korean vampire movie, and it is about a priest. Who is stricken with vampiriz- vampirism? Excuse me. And it is a 2009 film called Thirst. Has anyone else seen this movie? It is so good. I had a feeling this would be one a lot of people may have not seen or heard of before. It was a big deal when it came out in 2009. It was like this huge movie, everybody talked about it, and then it kind of vanished away. But it's a really good one. I only found that you could rent it. I didn't find it anywhere to stream for quote unquote free. But it's worth the $2.99 if you like vampire films. Um, So it's basically it's through a failed medical experiment. A priest is stricken with vampirism and is forced to abandon his. Basically, he's forced to abandon his priesthood. So it's very much about religion. Um, and about him dealing with that, um, dealing also with the sexuality that comes with that. Um, so it's just, it's a kind of beautiful film. It's just one of the best vampire films of the past couple of decades. So, and again, keep that in mind for the trivia, because I know I'm going to probably come up with a trivia question for it. So go watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could probably just look at the trivia, but go watch it because it's worth it. If you like vampire flicks, this is one of those that you should definitely add to your must watch. Okay. And my last one is the only one on here that is primarily in English. And it is a movie that I'm going to say is not for everyone. I'm going to say that up front. It's not a horror movie, but this movie is so not for everyone this movie could really disturb you. So I wanna say that, but it's called The Dreamers. I don't know if anyone else here has heard of The Dreamers. It's from 2003 um, and it's by Bernardo Bernardo Bertolucci, which I'm sure everybody's heard of him. Um, And it's about an American student who goes to Paris and it is in the 60s, late 60s. And he meets this brother and sister and he gets entranced by them. He like falls in love with the sister, But the brother and sister have a pretty disturbing relationship. So I'm just going to say that. That's all I'm going (laughs) to say. I want to put that out there as a warning, as a trigger warning. I'm not going to say whether or not it goes full on into this because I don't want to spoil a lot of things. But it gives off incestuous vibes from the get-go. So if that's a trigger for you at all, incest, do not watch this movie. So even though this is my number one, I love this movie. I own this movie. I've watched this movie numerous times, which I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> I think it's a really beautiful movie. Actually, it's very sad and I'm, and it doesn't at all condone this weirdness between the brother and sister. I want to preface by saying that, but the performances are great. The direction the, um, the writing, the script, it's beautiful, beautifully shot. I am always fascinated with movies that take place in the 60s. So that also intrigued me. I own it. Like I said, I just, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, and like, But like I said, it's not for everybody. Um, it stars someone who kind of was like, uh, he was called a young Leonardo DiCaprio, Michael Pitt, which I'm sure everybody's seen Michael Pitt and stuff. He, of course, first started out in Dawson's Creek, which is totally not. Him. And he's just kind of a weird, weird guy. But I just, I just recommend that one. I think it's really good. It, But once again, heed all the warnings. The only sad part is I searched and searched and I couldn't find anywhere you could watch this. I could only find where you could buy it. So I apologize. I probably should have left it off the list, but I just could not leave it off the list because I've never talked about it on the podcast before. And I very rarely have talked about it before because I know it's really not a movie for everyone. It's also so much also about, about film and loving film. And that's another reason I love it. It's about people getting lost in art as well and lost in music. So it's another reason I love this movie, but once again, It's got some weird incest vibes to it. So heed that warning. Okay, so since we finished so quickly, this was like amazing. This was a record. I was like, this is definitely going to be a two-parter because we're mentioning 10 things. I don't even think it would have been a two-parter if Angela had ended up being on here too. (laughs) It's amazing. Um, So what we're going to do is if people have other things they want to mention, do you have any others too, Sasha? Because I know, Aaron, you said yes. Okay. So we're going to do a little speed round here. We'll just go around and just, we'll just mention one thing. We'll go around a few times and just mention one other thing. It can be whatever you want it to be. Mine are all going to be, except for one, are all going to be movies. So I know, shocker there. So Aaron, what's one
1: other thing you want to mention? I have music. New. I have one, Well, I technically I have two music. Um, one is a band called the Freak Fandango Orchestra, and they're from Barcelona. They are amazing. Um, I think they describe themselves as gypsy folk punk, and it's, got, <laughs> it's just, it's great. It's so good. Most of their songs are actually in English. Um, it's It's just so good. It's got... I really like punk, so it's kind of got that vibe to it, but it's got, like, accordions and big orchestra things, and um, you can listen to them on Spotify. Uh, My favorite song, there's a song called Requiem for a Fish, and it's so good. but they're amazing. If it's like really just like upbeat, happy music. Um, I'm going to sneak another one in really quick to get my music out of here. There's one that's, it's this kind of cheating too. Cause they're from actually from San Antonio, Texas, but most of their music is in Spanish and it's called pinata protest and they are like a Mexican punk band. And they're just amazing. Also. Um, that's my two music ones.
0: Awesome. Awesome. See, and you know, it's amazing to me that I didn't, that I didn't decide to do, you know, anything that was music related. Uh, But punk music is also always welcome. So, so cool. And you inspired me to, I have a movie that I'm going to recommend that I added to my list. So I'm going to cheat. But, um, (laughs) and it's actually one of the best musical documentaries ever. I mean, well, biopics, not documentaries. Okay, Sasha, give me another
2: one. Um, So I'm going to go super light and fluffy and I'm not sure if this counts or not, um, but it is Penguin Town on Netflix, and it's about the um, penguins in South Africa. And there, it's so there, it's their nesting season. So they're following it. Uh, Patton Oswalt is the narrator. So I'm not sure if it really qualifies, but it's filmed in South Africa because it's penguins and they're <laughs> adorable. It's also the Jackass Penguins is what they're known as because they bray. And uh, I'm about. Three episodes in and there's already drama. Um and so- already oh drama. my god, I,
1: I have to watch this. It's amazing. I've been to South of Africa and I've seen the jackass penguins. Okay, then we you were need- to watch it. Yes, it's amazing. And yeah, we were there like in nesting season and we they're having like fights over the eggs the and stuff. Oh my god drama. that makes me so happy. Oh, I love go. the penguins. And they're so cute but they're so stinky. There's so many of them. It's so smelly. Yeah. It's a group of bachelors that didn't get made
2: it up so they're like this gang of bachelors that are out to just destroy stuff because they're angry. Oh my god. It's it's oh god, adorable. It's so much. Penguins
0: Penguin Town on Netflix. I'm watching it tonight. Done. Awesome. Yes. And you made me think of another movie though. <laughs> Okay, so I am going to go with a music biopic, one of the best music biopics to come out in the past couple of decades, and sadly, it has been kind of forgotten about, and it's called Control, and it's about Ian Curtis, who was the lead singer of Joy Division, trigger trigger warning for suicide, because Ian Curtis killed himself, and then Joy Division became New Order, in case you didn't know that. Um, I am a huge New Order fan, I'm a huge Joy Division fan. And this movie is primarily in black and its I think it's all in black and white. And it's very sad. <laughs> I will say that because it is about someone struggling with um, their mental health. And of course, once again, warning for suicide. But Sam Riley and Samantha Morton are very good in it. They're very good. But Sam Riley, oh, he's just chef's kiss. And I want to point out who directed it because it was directed by Anton... I'm not going to pronounce those last name, right? Corbin, who has directed a lot of like Depeche Mode stuff, um, like a lot of those videos. He is known for working in this world, this music world already. So he knows that world very well. And I think that that lent itself very, very well to this world. Um, Depeche Mode is the big one that he's known for directing and Uh, working with and doing like a lot of their videos and stuff, but he's worked with other artists as well. He also directed a movie that I know, I believe Aaron disagrees with me on this, but he also directed a movie with George Clooney called The American, which I actually think is such a good movie. And I know Aaron doesn't like this movie, but it's, it's one of my favorite George Clooney performances, hands down. (laughs) (laughs) She's laughing right now. Quality entertainment. (laughs) I know you think it's boring, but I think it's so good. <laughs> the eye candy, it's all it's got going for it. And it's got, it's got it? a very yes. nice oh, it's got a very nice scene where George Clooney's working out and it's very nice. Very nice scene to watch. But <laughs> but I think it's a good movie. Aaron doesn't. Maybe we'll debate that someday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can watch it together and argue.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, I was trying to see where you could watch control if you can watch it. Uh looks like you can rent it on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you can watch it anywhere else. Doesn't look like it. But it's really, really good if you love music. If you love that music as well, especially if you're a Joy Division or New Order fan, I think it's kind of essential that you watch this movie. Okay, so give me another one, Erin.
1: I'm gonna go with the new one that's still um, coming out with new shows, and it's just ridiculous, but it's on Stars, and it's called Men in Kilts. And... It's I don't know. it's fantastic. Um, it's uh, Sam Hewin and Graham McTavish from Outlander and they just like go around Scotland uh, and do this like a travel show, but it's really funny and I really love Scotland and they're adorable together. They're just so funny and they make references to the show and they kind of make fun of each other and tease each other and do silly things and it's just so cute.
2: <laughs> I read their book. That's a lie. I listened to their book because it's <laughs> an audio book and it's them narrating it.
1: They're so good together. I love them. Mm-hmm. But I think new episodes are still coming out like weekly. Um I have like the stars channel in my Amazon Prime. So there's like a new episode every week.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I I haven't I don't think I've heard it, but I don't have stars. I should get stars, I guess. <laughs> I had it
1: briefly. Add it to the list. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. <laughs> and Sasha.
2: I don't really have another one, uh, but I am going to throw out that uh, the great British baking show over oh, quarantine God. made me think I could bake. Um, I cannot.
0: <laughs> I can't cook, but I yes. can bake. Um, I I'm am not like, like them, but.
2: <laughs> no, I thought that I could bake fancy stuff because I watched so much of it over quarantine. My level is much more nailed it.
0: I love that show, too.
2: Yeah, I'm, that's where I'm at. I'm at the Nailed Ew, It level. So <laughs> but I thought I could bake oh, because man. of the Great British Baking Show. So oh, the, that's the only other
1: one I have. The British con- contest shows like that are so great. The, the Pottery one, the Great Pottery Throwdown. Oh, oh I haven't heard seen that, that one. Oh, my God, it. it's so good. It's on HBO Max and... It's it's like it's just like the baking show, only with pottery. I, I almost can't watch it because like they get stuff all over the hands whenever they're like on the pottery's wheel and that's really gross. But it's so good. It's like the British shows are so nice because they're so like nice to each other and they're actually sad when people leave and right.
2: That's what I love delightful. about it. they're like
1: polite. They try and help each other out. If somebody
2: finishes early and somebody's stuff is stuck, yes. they're like trying to figure out how to get the cake out without breaking. Oh. yeah. They, watch very... the
1: pottery show, it's just like that. It's so good. <laughs>
2: I'll have to watch it. Yeah, so that's the end of Sasha's speed round. I'm,
1: I'm <laughs> She's out.
0: out. She's out. Because I, I added more while we were talking. So, my next one is also you could consider it music related. It's the only Baz Luhrmann film that I actually like. I know. I'm sorry. I don't like Moulin Rouge. It's not Moulin Rouge. I don't like that movie. That movie bugs me. I don't like the movie Australia. I don't like Romeo and Juliet because I hate the story of Romeo and Juliet anyway. But mine is Strictly Ballroom, which was the first one that he kind of got recognized for. It's an Australian f- film about ballroom dancing and competitive ballroom dancing. And it's hilarious. It's also a romantic comedy. It's got a great love story, kind of the quote-unquote ugly duckling. You know, she becomes a star. But it's just, it's, you know, it's about a guy who doesn't want to do the strictly ballroom moves. He wants to break out. And his family doesn't want him to do that. The mother who, I should look up who plays her, because she is so good. Everybody in this cast is good. But she's just amazing. And it's from 1992- so it's an older one. Uh, I guess you can watch it on Crackle. <laughs> There's a new one.
2: A <laughs> okay. What's funny is a bunch of the ones that I listed were available on Crackle, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. I've never even heard I've, of it. I've I'm not going to mention I've watched,
0: it. Watch. Oh no, Crackle is Crackle has been around longer than yeah, like a I didn't body. know it was still a thing. That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you can find a lot of bizarre stuff on there, but also a lot of cool stuff. So, yeah, Um, Pat Thompson plays the mom of Scott Hastings, played by Paul Mercurio, which I don't know what happened to him. Um, He was going to be the next big thing. And she's just so good. And it's just and I love dancing as well. Um, If Judy listens to this, since you love ballroom dancing, and if you haven't seen this, Judy needs to watch this movie. It's really good. I'm sure she's seen it,
1: though. I will be surprised if she hasn't. Okay, so I know Sasha's done. Erin, do you have any others? Not really. I have a list of Canadian shows that I'm sure everyone has seen. I'll just say my Canadian shows really fast and then I'm done. Lost Girl, (laughs) Winona Earp, Letter Kinney, Kim's Convenience. Just Canadian shows are lovely. I love them.
0: And we are going to cover Winona Earp. Next, yay! And I, I believe I already made a note that you're going to be on that one.
1: <laughs> Between me and Tanya, it'll be a double episode. We'll tell you right now. Yeah, and it'll
0: probably be other people in there because and <laughs> Sasha wants to be on there. Let me just see who's on there. Right, really quick. I think I think we got Megan to it too. Right. Yeah, and somebody else recommended it on our last one of our last on our. Um, it was Judy. Oh God, yeah. Judy, Judy started just started watching it. it. Yeah, yeah. So. So I will just do a quick rundown, then a, a few more. Um, another horror movie, I've mentioned it before, Attack the Block, which they're coming out with a sequel. Yay, yay, yay. One of the best horror movies ever. Go see it. Um, Funny Games, another horror movie. There are two versions of this movie directed by the same director. Michael Haneke, I believe, is the one who did this one. The first one is in French. Second one is American. They, The American one is a shot-by-shot shot remake. Um, it The American one also stars Michael Pitt, who I mentioned in the movie The Dreamers. The French one doesn't. <laughs> um, but uh, everybody always prefers the original of this one, but it is about these two young kids who take this family hostage and they play, f- quote unquote, funny games with them. So it's not for anyone who doesn't like horror. Um, and then... This television show, yes, I'm recommending a television show. (laughs) First one on the list is called Safe. It's a Netflix show. It's English, but it's also got my favorite guy, Michael C. Hall, one of my absolute favorites. And he's using an English accent, so very different. uh, But I recommend that one. And then lastly, because penguins were mentioned, it made me think of this movie, Stray, that I've mentioned on here before about all the stray dogs Um, in Istanbul because they have a law that you cannot capture or kill the stray animals there. So there are like over a thousand dogs that are stray and the film follows a few of them. And if you love dogs, you really should watch this. It's on Hulu, I guess now it's on Hulu and it's just really good. Um, It will make you cry. Not for the reasons maybe you're thinking, but it will make you cry if you love dogs. So it's just a really beautiful film. It's very much about what we could learn from animals. Okay, so that was fun. That was a lot shorter than I thought it would be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty amazed. I'm like, okay, we're only going to have one episode that will be available for everybody this week. And the other episode will not be available for everybody. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up. And I'm going to have my panelists say where they can be
1: found. Erin. I can be found on Instagram and the Twitter at geek. And Sew. that's what I do. I geek and I sew things. Awesome. Thank you. And Sasha.
2: Uh, I am only on the Instagram and you can find me at vegan geek chick. Cause that's what I do. I'm vegan and geek chick. (laughs) Um, <laughs> that will also link you to my tiny terrorist of a dog that I have, Undewey, Um, So you can follow his shenanigans on his own Instagram page.
0: He is adorable, he but is he so is a puppy. <laughs> I met him in person. Yay, vaccinations. Because I went over to Sasha's uh, and we had a record party. We listened to the violent femmes on vinyl, and it was like, Uh, Trip down memory lane. We're actually going to go see the Violent Femmes in concert soon, which is so exciting because I think I mentioned on here before, I have seen the Violent Femmes in concert more than any other band, at least 10 times, if not more than that. So that'll be fun, but it was just so great. But her puppy was there, of course, and I love her puppy, but there was a point when I was like, okay, (laughs) enough puppy. (laughs) he doesn't know but he's so enough cute, but he's so cute though
2: <laughs> he's just he's adorable and that's the only thing that keeps him alive because he's dumb
0: he, he, he's he is dumb. i beat him out with the ball out i don't know how many times he's, yeah. so
2: <laughs> he's just not bright he's adorable stinking adorable dumb <laughs> oh, poor baby still so cute
0: uh, he's, he is very cute, but yeah, it kind of reminded me of the time I at because I used to volunteer at an animal shelter for listeners, and we had like eight pit bull puppies, and I had to try and get one pit bull puppy out, and there were eight of them, and I went in there, and they were just climbing on me, chewing on me. Everybody wanted my attention. Everybody wanted me to play, and I had to get someone to help me because I couldn't get out of there without having like five of them attached
1: to my leg. Okay, this is bad because I I do the the dog transports, you know, and next Friday night I'm getting a mama dog and 10 puppies <gasps> that are 8 weeks old. Oh for one my night. gosh. <laughs> Whoa. Um, my husband's like, "Why would you do that?" I'm like, they can stay in the kitchen, it'll be fine. There's only 11 dogs. Only 11 dogs. Wow. So this should be fun. If anyone okay. wants to come over and play with a whole bunch of puppies.
0: I can't wait to see the pictures. Too what kind of dog is it?
1: Um they're they're going to a pit bull rescue. So I, I assume there's some part pit bull, and the mom looks like she's some sort of like hound dog.
0: Okay, I'm coming over to Aaron's. <laughs> Just like overwhelmed with puppies everywhere. Okay, well, this is Aaron. You can follow me on Twitter at EApril Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. If you would like to potentially be one of the co-hosts on one of our 10 trivia night episodes, horror trivia night episodes, please reach out to us at it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. Once again, signups for that will be opening on August 1st. I will have another video out, I'm hoping, by July 15th, and that'll go over, like, rules, like the fact that this also is not a free event, uh, but it's not going to cost much, and if you become a subscriber to the show, it's going to cost you even less, Um, but look for that on July 15th. It's going to be a lot of fun, that whole event is. And on next week's show, we will be, well, actually tomorrow night, since we're doing our live stream, we're back with live streams, and we're back with interviews, which I'm so excited about. So we're going to be interviewing Tara Jabari, who hopefully I'm pronouncing your name right. I apologize if I'm not. I will definitely double check that before the interview, but um, she did a thesis in grad school on parasocial relationships, so we're going to talk a lot about that and how that relates to fandom She reached out to us after our toxic, um, the sometimes toxic, excuse me, the sometimes toxic relationship between fandom and celebrity. Um, And so it should be a really great discussion about that. I'm really looking forward to it. We will have a portion available for audience questions as well. So definitely if you have some, bring those with you. And then our other episode next week is going to be a very, very adult episode We are going to be talking about women and our relationship with pornography and eroticism. So not suitable for work. So just make sure you know that. Um, So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. Thank you again for listening to It's a Fandom Thing. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Our logo was designed by Brooke Belly with cover art by Carla Temmis. Additional research was done by Megan Archuleta. Our Instagram and Facebook content producer and creator is Erin Amos. And our producer is Lila Tafola. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe. And remember, keep that fandom spirit alive.